0: ceo don't forget to add the two-on-one podcast in the how did you hear about podgo section of your application now get ready for the rest of the episode
1: lads we are back
0: still here
2: Woo. hey guys
1: playoffs we are technically halfway done the second round because half the teams have qualified is that how it works i guess good enough yeah. for me Okay, before we get going into the hockey here, um, we uh, do have some serious stuff we'd like to talk about. First off, um, thoughts and prayers go out to the families and friends of the Muslim family in London um, and all the atrocities that have been going on lately. Um, Listen, a lot has been, I think the last few weeks in Canada have been a very um, difficult one for a lot of people. And that goes back to the two hundred and fifteen indigenous children found. And, you know, we at the podcast, first off to the stuff in London, all forms of Islamic and any sort of hate of any kind. um, We're all people at the end of the day. I feel like we had this discussion during the summer. Um, It doesn't matter your gender, your race or anything. Like, simply put, we're all people. And um, if you go after someone just because either they wear a hijab or anything, I, I don't know what is wrong with you as a person, but there is something wrong. And at the same time, we should also say, as Ryerson students, or it sucks to actually have to say the name. Um
0: Well, Daniel's not a Ryerson student.
2: Anymore. I oh, still no, I am mean, until uh, June 23rd.
1: Oh. Soon to be Ryerson alumni, we could <laughs> say. Yeah. Um, it's long overdue that this it, it's it's unfortunate the statue had to be taken down because it's not like people had been fighting to get that thing removed for literal years. In fact, there were even, do you guys remember like last month, there was an email sent out about like, what can we do different? And it was, they completely tried to dance around the idea of taking the actual statue itself down. And it feels like everything has come out of the pressure about the children being found rather than the right thing to do about the school and everything about Egerton Ryerson. Uh, We should point out, by the way, if, For those of you who want some any sort of context about Egerton Ryerson, listen to the newest episode of the Steve Dangle podcast, because at the end of it, Adam Wilde does an amazing job of breaking down that man's history and why exactly it's the name of the school needs to be changed. He did not found the school or anything. Ryerson was like, you know what we got to do? Got to name it after this guy. Um, And it's terrible. Um, We, as journalism students, our first year, the first thing the program hammered home to us was the stuff about that statue. And, um, you know, at the beginning of of most lectures, a professor will talk about the land acknowledgement, though the school sometimes, those messages feel very hollow when we'll walk down Gould Street and it's, there's the statue, there's a small crappy plaque, but the statue is right there, or it was.
2: It was our first story day.
1: It was, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it cool
2: was. It, yeah. I remember doing, I, I, I don't know. There was like one thing where I, I I, remember um a lot of students uh the year before were telling me about like how big of that was of an issue and what I, like Adam said of things about like what the message is and what was really going on where this has already been going on and then we, we're still on our first story day back to that discussion is like what to do with the statue. Yeah. This predates uh, like the three of us going to Ryerson
0: like this is Mm -hmm. this is a discussion I remember hearing partially hearing about that this going on when I was in high school this this has been going on for a while
1: Mm -hmm. just do the right thing Ryerson um you know plus it's the the journalism program itself too has had a very rough uh year I think we can all say too um the school needs to sort of turn its image around i think right now um i love ryerson i really do but there's a lot wrong with it um and the first step it's changing the name and it's unfortunate that so much has happened over the past few weeks for us to finally reach that point of of the discussion becoming real um we'll see if there is a name change or anything but I don't think there's been anything, right? I, I know I think the president of the school or something put something out, but there's nothing concrete yet. Uh, so we will see. Um, and you know, if you're the Ryerson Conservatives, maybe give your head a shake. Um, anyway, though. It's always a sharp turn, um, but it is one we always take, because at the end of the day, this isn't mixing politics and sports. It's human decency. We will always remind you so. We will talk about the hockey now Um, and it feels really bad to celebrate right now because of that discussion, but the Montreal Canadiens have swept the Winnipeg Jets. They are the first team to advance to the final four. Tampa Bay would join them the next day. Um, We'll get to Carolina, Tampa in a second here. Because goes, madame, monsieur, les rois de nord, the kings of the north, the Montreal Canadiens. And a friendly reminder, everyone, Mark Shifley will miss the first game of the regular season because he is still suspended. I love Salt it. Salt
2: to the wound right there. Did
1: you guys see his comments earlier today? Uh, yeah. yeah um, a, uh, I, have
2: a, I have a funny tweet about that.
1: Yes. Um, sure.
2: By um, Dan Robson of The Athletic. Mm-hmm. And he said, I have to admit, I didn't see the Mark Shifley heel turn coming. So this is the
1: exact quote from, because uh, it's, it's Jets' locker room clean out. Quote, I, this is Mark Shifley. Quote, I thought I was going to be tried to shut down by Philip Deneau, says Mark Shifley. Instead, it was Department of Player Safety that shut me down. Because Player Safety were the ones who threw that hit, obviously.
0: Well, it's like,
1: oh, man. Just take it off the chin, man
0: doing? Let's say this. Even if he was playing, don't think much was changing.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. There was um, evolving. Evolving Wilds had some of the stats about the goals for stuff. It was brutally in favor of Montreal. I also want to read this one thing. This was from Paul Byron in 2019 when he actually was penalized for charging McKenzie Weger. Remember, in the aftermath of that, there was a fight. Byron got concussed. It was a whole thing. So this is from Paul Byron in 2019. Quote, I accept and respect the decision made by the Department of Player Safety. I would like to make it clear I had no intentions of causing injury or finishing my check through Mackenzie Weger's head. I think my history and the way I conduct myself on the ice Uh, shows a lack of intent to injure other players. Despite the lack of intention, I have to accept responsibility for my hit and realize the result of the hit was to the head and caused injury. I would like to sincerely apologize for my hit and wish McKenzie all the best and hope he is okay. I've learned a lesson through uh, through this and will make sure any future hits result in a clean and legal fashion. So that is an opponent of Mark Shifley for one game in this series had that response and Mark Shifley responds by having that quote about player safety, shutting him down. I, I am so done with Mark Shifley, no respect for him whatsoever anymore. He is a baby to me now. He's a crying baby, the way he's handled this. And I I don't feel bad that the jets lost. I don't.
2: It's, it's, it's weird. So like two things that come to mind for me, one is what Alex said last episode about, let's not look at the history of things. Let's just see what the stuff he's doing right now. And really from the hit to what was going on with it. Now it's, he's really doubling down on this. Um, he's really what Dan Robinson said. He's really leaning into the, the heel persona. And a big thing is like when I talk, when they talk about him, when they really voice their, I guess their views, their um, opinions on things recently, like I think we, we always mention in other sports, you know, we like it when, certain athletes have that personality and they come out with things but it just this is coming out completely wrong. It's he's not doing it in the right way whatsoever. And it's I don't know, it just it's just one of those things where we, we said it so many times like learn to read the room.
1: Yes. Alex go ahead. I'm gonna try and find this these uh
0: numbers on the series by the way. Yeah I just it feels like I, I when he made the comment uh, after the game, like I think he's just gone an extra step. I'm like, okay, if it was just whatever he said after the game, leave like leave it at that, man. Like I get he was probably asked the question. It's like, what are you going to say that's really gonna make anything better at this point? Like no. not a whole lot.
1: Um, I'm still trying to find the goals for but Anyway, this was a series that I think you, you can easily say that uh, the Canadians looked like they had it since Game 1. Um, the Jets had next to nothing going. I Pierre-Luc Dubois must be hurt by the way, because that guy is just,
2: it seemed to be completely... He was a bit slow like compared to what we're used to. I mean, like him coming into the offensive zone, I could kind of see that the, the passes were there, and like the playmaking was there, but again, like that extra stride was like was missing.
1: Did you see? Um, so on the game-winning goal, obviously, Caulfield sends the great pass and goes like under Josh Morrissey's stick and a wide open Tyler Toffoli. Um, there's another forward you see who's like trying to get a stick in the lane, and I guess maybe he lost the other man there who had just happened to have been the open Tyler Toffoli and that extra forward was Pierre-Luc Dubois. I mean, obviously Pullman getting pineconed in the corner and, you know, letting the short King get the puck over. It was not great. And uh, pretty sure Andrew Kopp only like the jets were just a complete mess. Honestly, uh, no offense, but Adam Lowry should not be your best player in a series beside the goalie obviously and Hellebuck was very, very good. We know that. Um, I also want to mention that apparently I didn't realize this is the first time Shea Weber will ever play in the third round, which is incredible. Oh, yeah, because yeah. they went to the
2: finals the year after they traded right. the yeah. Predators. Right. Mm-hmm. And before
1: right. that, they just ran into Chicago. every. Day. I was like, ah, well, this is what's going to happen. Uh, but man, uh, what, what you...
0: go ahead. Uh, no, also uh, Ehlers was also injured. I, he said he was 100%, but uh this is from Mike McIntyre From the Winnipeg News uh, Nick Ehlers says he played Through a posterior labrum tear I don't, I don't know where that is uh, For a good chunk of this season Then suffered a rib fracture Which took him out of the lineup near the end Of the year <laughs> My uh, god That's not great Do we know if anything was wrong with Blake
2: Wheeler? Uh,
0: let's see if I can find it Just
2: because He, was, you know. he, was, he kind was of quiet too Pretty like I didn't really uh, notice him at all in this series, to be honest. And that's the problem.
1: Well, I want to mention about Montreal's game before maybe going to some individual players as well. Here is um, after the two 0 goal, um, some teams may sort of crumble a bit, and you know it wasn't the best carry Price has ever played. Especially that second Logan Stanley goal was not great at all. Um, the Habs never let up. I've never quite seen it from them like that because even after the Jets tied it, I don't. the way they were playing, you never thought they were going to lose. They, we all love this term. We've overused it a bit in the past, but I think we can say what the Habs had in that game four was Killer Instinct.
2: Not the video game.
1: Yeah, no, no. Killer
2: Instinct.
0: I know no. what he's getting at. I, I, know. <laughs> I wish I did, but no. Um, I mean, yeah, like that. It's the, you know, the Bruce Boudreaux video that always goes around of him mm-hmm. in Washington. And he's like, it's one thing to think you want it, but it's another thing to actually go and do, do it. Mm-hmm. That's what Montreal's doing. Right. Yeah. Like That's what the killer instinct is. It's just, that's the, that's the weirdest way to describe it for me. Like mm-hmm. That's what it is.
2: I, I think that's the thing too, where Adam, you always mentioned that maybe you have it developing but you don't have that 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 it star kind of thing where they have quality players that they're able to put from lines 1 to 4 that it's like go out there and play your game and again like we always talk about that fourth line but for me it's like that accountability accountability line where it's like you know these these guys and these these older guys and you all are you all are mira are really showing it. they're really pushing it and they really showed like they were in top 5 in scoring in the series that like, listen, we're doing our job here. Um, how about the younger guys, the guys that are getting paid more? Like, let's see more out of it. And I think that's, that's been the case so far where they let in a bad goal. Like that Logan Stanley goal, I think, was one example you said where that, that wasn't a good goal at all. Like that, that was something that should have been saved. But again, it's like they just didn't lie there in the mistakes. They kept going and they kept, kept going in the waves, which I really felt that that's what you need to do to break down the Jets where even if that center depth is shot, they still had that those quality players there. They just didn't perform or they didn't go up to, oh, towards the standard that Montreal set for the series.
1: Uh, by the way, I think you mean the Armia line because Armia himself is only 28, but it's the other guys that are like prehistoric, A.K. Stahl. And I'm sure you meant the line itself because that was... Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the rough cycle, the washing machines. I love Corey Perry and Eric Stahl. They are wicked.
2: Sorry, uh, can you say that again?
1: Eric Stahl Corey Perry are wicked. Yeah.
2: No, um, no, the other part, the other part. The washing machine. No. Art cycle. I love Corey Perry. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, it's weird to say. <laughs> just to answer your question from before, Blake Wheeler is injured uh, at the presser this morning. He declined to give details on injury injuries <laughs> he's dealing with. Says he has a number of things to get looked at. Can't say if it potentially could keep him out of camp in the fall. Oh. Um. And Dubois, I have here, since we were talking about before, said he has the usual minor bumps and bruises, but nothing serious
2: enough to impact his game. You know what's crazy to me with all of this? We we mentioned before that you have a goalie like Hellebuck who is playing a huge amount of games. He was great, and then he's yeah, he was still great. But in past series, we saw like how exhausted he could get without like a real good backup behind him. And I'm feeling now like that's what they're doing with their forwards. (laughs) I feel that they do so well (laughs) regular season. And then like, it's like, they just throw themselves to it where it's like, they, they get to the playoffs by like, by not that much. Like once they get there, like there's not like, they're all injured. They're all doing questionable things. And it's just, it's just something that's not sustainable. Like when, remember when they went to the conference finals, Blake Wheeler talked about how, you know, just, how much he had to give it is yeah. all and it's it's finally catching up them if he's gonna miss a bit of training camp
1: well let me double check something very quickly here lake wheeler 34 years of age mm, that's not great people are talking about the decline in his play and it's a serious concern he's still got some term what's it eight and a half million yeah. i don't know man uh, this is the part of the podcast where we laugh at the the, uh, the Vancouver Canucks, by the way. I know we talked about it on our group chat. Did we mention the Nick Suzuki thing on the show?
2: I don't think we did.
1: So, for those of you who don't know, to make Vegas take Chris Thur- Thur- Thob- Thorburn. Yes, that. Thank you. Um, and to protect, I think it was Marco Dano and someone else. Tobias Enstrom. To- Toby Enstrom. <laughs> To protect Toby Enserman, Mark O'Donno. Uh the Jets gave up a certain pick, and they moved down too. And it ended up resulting in them moving down. They took Vesselion, right? Mm-hmm. The pick they gave up to Vegas became Nick Suzuki. Yep, Nick Suzuki, who put in all that great work in the game-winning goal. Speaking of the game-winning goal, ladies and gentlemen, Tyler Toffoli. Oh, I love him so much. And I Jim Benning's the best.
0: And it came out this week, uh, a couple days ago, actually, that they did not, like confirm they did not offer him a contract.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, <this laughs> and he was
0: expecting one too. It's like maybe doing things day by day might not be the best approach.
1: I love the Canucks. Just an like- idea. I'd like to thank them for uh, this Hab series. Now we look, and the Canadians will be waiting for one of Winnipeg—not Winnipeg—they'll be no. Winnipeg. They will be waiting for one of Ve- Think of this for a second: the Montreal Canadiens are waiting for Vegas and Colorado right now. I, we can't really predict a series of Montreal because we don't know who they're quite playing yet, but I will ask you guys, which would you like to see face the Montreal Canadiens, the Golden Knights or the Avalanche? What Colorado. series tickles your fan anymore?
0: Colorado.
1: Why Why Colorado?
0: Just I, I think it's, it'll be an entertaining... I think both of them will be an entertaining series, but I also need Colorado to uh, win, but also just... I'd like to see the best – some of the best players in the world go up against Carey Price. And, like, I mean the best players in the world who can actually do stuff. Yes.
1: <laughs> I, mean, um, I see you're calling out McDavid now. Um, uh, and, right. <laughs> and,
0: and, and Matthews Matthew Marner.
1: Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Who needs elite need talent when you have a goaltender? Weird sport. Weird, weird sport.
2: Weird sport. Um, Daniel. Okay, so I'm gonna give both my arguments about why both would be good, but then I'm gonna give you like the slight edge after for which one I'll choose. So for me, Colorado, everything Alex said, plus like that edge, I don't know, there's something we always we always bring up when we come with like, you know, hot takes, throwbacks, fun facts. Something about the Avs against the Canadians. That's just something there that it just it will mean so much to the show for us. Where you always mention how you love Nathan McKinnon, you know, we all love Nathan McKinnon, and then we have the whole thing about you know the Patrick Wah trade, and looking back on last summer, where we mentioned it in our uh, when there was no hockey about what that really meant to the Habs. So it's just it's just some degree to legacy there, like bringing, seeing the Abs back in Montreal and just having that because you know for sure with the whole thing with Patrick Wah and Mario Tremblay, like that's something that's going to be discussed if they ask they them
1: about it. They have not lost since they got back and were friends again. They haven't lost since. It's ridiculous. The magic is there. This is also gonna be interesting because it's in this round. Before I quickly throw it back to you, Daniel, that you have your Vegas mm. argument. Um first time these teams are gonna play each other this year.
2: Yeah. that forgot about. It. Yeah. That's like I don't know, that's a looking like back at like, you know, we love the North Division, but just to have that oh, again. No. No, well, we, 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 it was okay. but
1: <laughs> boring after a month. Anyway, sorry. Go, go but on. again,
2: yeah, like seeing like a team like the Avs that don't really come to Montreal too often, that'd be a really great thing to see in a playoff series. Um, my second thing for Vegas, and I'll keep this one short, it's just I want to see Marc-Andre Fleury versus Kerry Price. And also I want to see Mark Stone versus Philip Deneau, where like there's two guys that both clamp onto the star players. I just want to see how those two top lines like match up against each other. Um, cause we're going to discuss Mark stone later on about his defensive play, but that's something I really want to see. But again, like for what we said, for what it's meant to the show, what it's meant to history so far for the avalanche, I'd, I'd like to see Colorado versus Montreal.
1: Nice. Uh, it's also kind of funny that none of us have mentioned the fight of patch versus the Habs again. Uh, that would be pretty, pretty, pretty sick to see. Okay. We might as well cover the Vegas series. Colorado, were up 2 nothing. It's now 3-2 Vegas, going back to Vegas. And you want to talk about Mark Stone. Um, Jesse Granger has a great article in The Athletic. Um, Nathan McKinnon has been starting to – he's been kept off the score sheet. We saw what Phil Deneau has done in the first two rounds for the Habs. Mark Stone is doing the precise same thing now against Nathan McKinnon. And I kind of love it, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, mate, how dare you? Because I'm this close to making an excuse to call Fields and know the best player in the world. And I don't know how many Oh my people. gosh. Really? Defense wins championships, damn it. Gee Carbono. Man, people say, why do you know why is he in the whole thing? Oh, he didn't have points. Like points matters, you know. Right? You know, the playoffs are important, people. You know why Wayne Gretzky never won in ninety-three? He goes, G was staple
2: to him. <laughs> who was staple to Luke Robitaille?
1: Um, I don't know, Kirk Muller. <laughs> I don't know. Who was he high sticking? Is the better question. Oh. By Ooh, the way, risky. you know we yeah you know we didn't mention what the CN Tower <laughs> was lit up in halves colors yesterday. <laughs>
2: Like, what would they th- I know that like, they're like, oh yeah, we're all like, we're going for Canada now, but just really who's going for Canada. I never, like, that understood was the that excuse argument. that John Tory gave. That's like, well, no, I, I just, I yeah. never
0: understood that argument.
2: No yeah. Can, I have a thing too. I remember like, someone said when I was in elementary school, someone said like, oh, you, you just don't like Canadian, like you just don't like Canadian players. Because I went for the Ducks over the Ottawa Senators. And I'm like, how can you, as a Leafs fan, to like all my fellow students there, how, as a Leafs fan, can you go for the Ottawa Senators?
1: It's just like, there's no such thing as Canada's team. We all hate each other here.
0: Yeah. We all do. There's two exceptions uh, the Raptors and the Blue Jays, because there is one Canadian team in both of those (laughs) leagues. Like, I'm in New York. If the Islanders or the Rangers don't make the playoffs, right? The entire fan base does not shift to the Islanders. Like,
1: (laughs) apparently the company like CN. Apparently they're based in Quebec, but I'm like whatever. But it's just like the like the hilarity that you can go to downtown Toronto, look up, and it's like, oh, it's the CN Tower. I love that so much. And apparently like the bet that the mayor's of Montreal and Toronto, apparently the flag is going up today like the Habs one. I'd give it 2 days before someone takes it down by the way. But man, I, <laughs> that's going to be great for the Amazon series. It's like the last shot of defeat is just the lit up CN Tower.
2: It took the city.
1: I love it so much. I like uh, Steve Dangle's reactions have been amazing. But Mark Stone Kind of, kind of went off of that for a bit. But Mark Stone, um, if this is not the year he wins the Selkie Trophy, then I have no idea what's wrong with this planet.
2: Because they love Cause centers. Not, yeah, exactly. Because
0: because he's not a center. Yeah. I I think what he needs to do is transition to a center, mm-hmm. and
2: then he'll win. I forgot who said it. But there's someone's like, you you need to get some offense going. You need to put Blake Wheeler in the middle. Who cares Excuse if he loses? He, he's like, I I forgot it. I think it's on CBS. It's like you have to you have to. No, it was Dave Poulin. There you go. It was Dave Poulin on TSN, where he's like, who cares if he just loses the face-off? That's just one faceoff."
1: It's almost like possession doesn't matter to people anymore. Anyway, though, no, like, um, he's a good player, isn't he? Good player. Um, the thing in this series, like Colorado were a lot better in last night's game. I-, I will say I thought they had a good game five, but there were just some really costly mistakes from, from Ryan Graves. Ryan, Adams' dad. Yes. Ryan. And it's costing them. And I mean, I love how I'm like, yeah, Grubauer is really good. And then he gave up like a stinker in game four. and was not amazing last night.
0: Yeah, yeah everyone gives up stinkers. Yeah. I, I like the Farquhar so flurry the first goal of the game. I mean,
1: like, no, oh, the defenseman.
0: <laughs> is kadri still not back? Or am I, or I can't He'll do be math. back is... for game seven. Oh
1: Oh yeah. So for those of you who don't know, his suspension was upheld by the independent arbitrator. So it's, it's done. Like he, okay. he cannot come back until game seven.
0: Right. Okay. He made it
1: there yeah. by the way. Can't yeah. do
0: math. So it's.
1: I haven't had enough. I just saw Freedom <laughs> talking about it. I'm like, okay, good. I'll, I don't, I'm i not going to question
2: you. I, I trust him. I trust him. But enough, if yeah. there's a game seven, would you, would you put him back in?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I yeah, yeah. need it.
0: Like,
2: Back at his like traditional spot, or would you
0: put him lower in the lineup? No, I'd put him put him back at second line center. It's
1: game seven; nothing but matters here.
0: Here, yeah, like that. That's one thing. Um, and I also think is, yeah, he he can the the red mist as people call it is there, but he does play the game on an ed- on the on a bit of an edge. He, he's close to crossing that line sometimes. And I think you kind of need that, especially in game seven. He crossed it like last week. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. You but he does, he does play on the edge. He does play on the edge.
1: Oh, we want to like catch It's just, man, pick it up. I, I am disappointed with the way Colorado has been playing lately. I won't lie. Um, Jared Badnar is rightfully just – he saw the moment game two was done what was going wrong. And we laughed about it last episode, but he was very much right in calling out the star players. Kind of like Carolina are a massive disappointment to me this year, and I don't like people all of a sudden saying, "Ah, they're young, they're getting better." Aho got paid. Yeah, I'll never forget that. Mm-hmm. Svechnikov took—he bet on himself, but he had an eight-year deal there. Okay, those guys are getting paid. They have to. They have to. They have to produce now. Jordan Stall, sorry. Imagine that Eric Stahl. imagine beginning of the year looking at Buffalo and saying Eric Stahl's is going to go further in the playoffs this year than Jordan. <laughs> I don't like a lot of people saying, "Oh my god, Carolina, they're just so young and fun." No, they don't get that excuse anymore. That's been them for a couple of years now. They this is time to perform. I don't care if it's the cup champions, you still lost. Yeah. Even
0: I, like I think I I think yeah. Like if if they pushed it to seven games let's say i think we're having a different story because i think this is did they not lose in five to boston last year as well
2: yeah and it was kind of the same thing where it was like you know, they get the they they grinded it out they got the one game in and then they just kind of looked like not themselves the rest of the series
1: they didn't score <laughs> in the one game they did they, they took it apart and they and, just went, oh, hey. and and like all right and like, like, like
0: I think in the past we would have said one of the issues was goaltending. And I think putting Mrazek in that one game did seem to backfire. But I wouldn't argue that goaltending was the issue this series.
1: No, no. I thought Nedeljkovic, the entire playoffs was really good for them. When do we ask the question, would Sebastian Naho be performing this way in Montreal?
2: Well, what would ha- like I'm just trying to think now, like what would be like the domino effect <laughs> if he actually like that was not matched and he was a, a hab. I don't think
1: Jesper Kokinemi would be a Montreal can right? uh, No. No, I don't I don't think it would be. Um there's just a feeling I get there. I don't think he would I don't think so. It no. won't
2: shift to the left side again? No. no. Um, but But yeah, back on Colorado, I, I know what you mean where you know Dougie Hamilton's already twenty seven. That's Carolina. Some- yes, but Carolina. You said Colorado. Oh my apologies. Shifting to Carolina. <laughs> um yeah, I, I kind of felt that too. Like yo know, this was a year where they had to go further more so because of that defense we they have there that if they lose a main cog in Dougie Hamilton it's 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 huge. It's going to yeah. be really big for them. And the way the way I kind of see it too is that it was disappointing for me that offense because they have developed so well internally with all the guys that they've brought up. And listen, they're, they are quality guys, but they just, they're just missing that it factor in terms of offense outside of that top line. And you could get something that you want out of things, but you know, a Vincent Chocek there, that, that was disappointing to me. A a Brock McGinn who was getting quite a few minutes that, that was disappointing to me. I think that, for the way Carolina w- was set up, the way that they played, it looked like they just tried to – okay, this is going to sound like a crazy, a funny pun. They tried to weather the storm instead of actually <laughs> fighting it off.
1: <laughs> they did lose Nino Niederreiter.
2: They did, yeah.
1: However, Nino Niederreiter is what's going to – if Nino Niederreiter is the fabric of your team and you have the stability of a snowman in the summer.
0: I, I think <laughs> sorry. I think what they need is like another offensive threat. Yeah, and I think we were we were also having that discussion in the summer, like before free agency, and that they needed goaltending and they needed another offensive threat. And obviously, I think I have a feeling they were going to go after Leonard, but obviously they didn't. They stuck with their guns. Uh, they call it luck or whatever, but. They still have Alex Nijelkovich. And now what they need to do this offseason is go out and get an offense, another offensive threat. And the only move they really made was Jesper Fast. And it's like, I don't think that was enough. And now you're in an offseason where you have to worry about, okay, what are we doing with Dougie Hamilton? Yeah. And it's like, man, like if you just got it right last year and they have lots of cap space, like they have $27 million in cap space. Mm-hmm. Um, they have quite a bit of work to do, but if they just got it right last year, now all we have to focus on is Dougie Hamilton. Yeah.
2: You think they revisit what we mentioned before, where there was a bit of that rumor where they look at Columbus now. It's like, Hey, let me listen in on one of your goalies. Or do they stay with Alex and Elk?
1: I thought you were about to say line So like, was Ooh. I. Right? I, mean, I, I think we, we can agree that I thought like Nitalkovich. Yeah. Again, like when you're scoring like a goal a game, I'll entertain a line conversation. Oh, they got money. Maybe, maybe they have the
2: prospects. Like they've drafted pretty well. Yeah. Like, ta- take away Morazic's playoffs
0: this year. Like, it wasn't great. But I could see them bringing back Morazic and Nijelkovic going into next season. And Sorry that being him. your your tandem.
1: Uh, Morazic would be a, he's a good backup. He's just. I don't know where people get this illusion that Morazic's a good starter. He's never been.
2: So that was a real junior thing because, like, um, not saying that it holds up now, but it, like, okay. I know I bring this up a lot, but actually it actually was because he did bring in, like, he did. Anchor a really weak Czech team, and then he was just one of those guys where they thought, "All right, if Detroit just keeps these guys in the AHL for like five six years, he's going to become a starter." That's what happened to Jimmy Howard before it all fell off.
1: Well, Jimmy Howard was never special. To, he wasn't anything special though. He was Jimmy Howard. He was fine.
2: He was he was good, like for a bit. Like we we, we think about last season, but he was okay.
1: Man, and, and no offense, the checks are mad every year. The Czechs, they haven't had like an amazing young pro. Like, who was the last great Czech player?
2: Uh, Philip Zadim.
1: Like, the best Czech players of this generation were like Thomas Tatar and, and, and Thomas Pocanics. Both okay. named Thomas. Before that, like, Jager, pretty good player, but um, still. And he was he, retired from national competition for like Cabriolet. a decade. Caberet. Caberet. Like, like, okay, so yeah, hey, we got Jordan. We got Jordan. We got. Whole name Thomas. Thomas. Caberet. Another time. It's just. It's the <laughs> <laughs> and you play for the Czechs. It's like, okay, so we got Caberlet. Okay, let's go to Olympics with Caberlet. And then like the Canadians, oh hey there. Every all-star defenseman in the world. Oh my god, PK's not even playing in like 2010. This no, he didn't make the team. I'm thinking the 2014, right? The seventh defenseman from 2014 is like easily the could be the best defenseman in Czech history. No, don't give me this whole thing of yeah. You're gonna look good if you just get shell every night and make a couple say like stop it.
2: Okay, I have two current Czech players. Okay, before we move on, two current good like Czech players who are like considered the best right now who are active. Okay. 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 David Krejci and uh, Jakub Voracek. Oh, David Paschenak.
1: <laughs> okay, that's okay. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I'll give them that decent player. Decent player. Decent player.
2: I because I'm looking at the scoring one. I'm like, also, Andre Palat is there. Um, really?
1: Oh, never mind then. I mean, Palat,
2: still... Tom Tomas Hurdle, uh, Habs Again, legend, Michael Frolik. Th- another Thomas.
1: Hmm? Yeah, okay. <laughs> the, the so, list of basically, Canada B team is better than the Czechs still.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think yeah. so. Okay, maybe not in the goaltending because it's like, you got to think about it. It's like, man, okay, Price in the playoffs shows he's still good. Mackenzie Blackwood did not have a great year. Carter Hart disintegrated.
2: Yeah. It's, like, it's really
1: going back to like Flurry and Price next year. I mean, like, hey, listen, you perform in the big stage, you perform in the big stage. Uh, unlike the Hurricanes who can't win the playoffs. Or the
2: Dom LeShizen choice. Who was his choice? Mackenzie Blackwood.
1: I just, yeah, but he had a, he, he wasn't black. Yeah. Great.
2: Yeah,
1: but, yeah, but how do you U-Jers. honestly go to, yeah, true. How do you, after these playoffs, go next year and say, hey there? Mackenzie Blackwood. I mean, I would, could bring, just,
0: I would bring Blackwood simply as the third goalie.
1: Over and, Carter Hart? Uh, I, are you well, just, I'd bring one of
0: them. Like, I, I'd bring one of the two and say, here's the experience of being at the Olympics. Like, that's gonna, what it is. What are the yeah. chances that they actually play, right?
2: Yeah, that's the 1998-2002 argument where in 1998, Patrick was like, I'm playing every game, and he did. Yeah, And he, then 2002, Martin Brodeur is like, after Curtis Joseph started the first game, he played every game. So, like, you could kind of just risk it and just go, I'm riding with the one goalie.
1: Yeah, because, well, I think right now it's very clearly Price and Flurry. Yeah, Price, yes. Flurry, and, and then, then one of the younger, younger. guys. <laughs> yeah. <Hello>. Mike Smith. who is <laughs> who is not going to touch the ice. No, um, not Mike Smith. Yeah, <laughs> not no, no, Mike Smith. Uh, where are we? Yeah, um, we should probably talk about Tampa Bay, too. Uh, they're a juggernaut. And holy cow, Braden Point continues to be like the best playoff performer in recent memory. What's it? He's got like 25 goals in his last yeah. like what's it? Let me find the Dimitri Falopovis tweeted. Yeah, it was
2: like 31 goals and 31 assists. Oh, he's just in so his last good. two playoffs.
1: Let me find let me find the exact
2: yeah, like what I got with Braden Point just we already knew he was really good. So, and heck. it's just weird. It's just he keeps getting better every year and like when we when I talk about the Lightning team, I just want to say yeah, they're good, they're great, like as expected. But it just let let's add like a certain degree, another you know, another umph to it with the way Braden Point's been able to score. That like, it's just so entertaining.
1: Um, thirty one games, his last two postseasons, twenty one goals, twenty one assists. Oh
0: about. my god! <laughs> good. So good.
1: Pretty good player. Oh um. Oh. And he didn't get the cons. well that Victor Hedman did, but maybe Point should have won the Cosmite Trophy. If they um, win again, if they
0: win again, which is a possibility. I mean,
1: like- the way it's looking. Unless Well, I, I mean I was about to say, if it's the Islanders, I mean we saw what happened. Yeah, because they did it go did Tampa beat the Islander? No, no, because
2: Did they beat the not- Islanders in the Carpens finals?
1: Was it ball and was it Boston in um, the second
2: round? Um, I will I
0: will double check for you right now. So, <laughs> they, oh, this yeah. is, uh, they beat Tampa. They beat Boston in the second round in five games. Oh my god! And they beat the Islanders in the conference finals in six. So one of those two are
1: waiting for ta- or or Tampa's waiting for one of those two to come out.
0: And Tampa yeah, yes. really hasn't changed.
1: Meanwhile, waiting to come out of the other half of the league is one of Vegas, who lost to Dallas in five. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Hello there, Colorado. Who cool. who knows how they match up? I mean, it's just don't take a penalty. But then Nazem Kadri. Hello there, um, <laughs> or Montreal. Slim pickings. <laughs> Vegas. It's, it's probably going to repeat. Well, <laughs>
2: they might, better. yeah. Probably.
1: No, I, I think we can call it the Tampa Bay Lightning or your 2021 Stanley Holy crap! Um, <laughs> that's the last. Two. What was it like? Back-to-back series of clinching with a shutout.
0: He is. Oh, that team is just so good. Um,
1: so exciting games, and we get yeah. to the Islanders, and it's Islanders games are fun unless they're winning. Um, <sighs> It's even worse when you're watching and Gary Galley on the cover. <laughs>
2: that's a great um, way of putting that's it. another though. thing, yeah. Uh, that's, that's it's a,
1: it's, a it's just – it, man, it's, it's, I muted the Colorado game last night. I couldn't I couldn't do it. He's, he pushed me. It's – remember how last year after my jaw surgery, the Islanders made me start watching basketball because I just couldn't yeah. play <laughs> off. I couldn't do it. Gary Galley made me nearly stop watching the Colorado. I mean, it was a terrible game for Colorado anyway, but, you know, overtime, got out. Oh, Though – what we should probably look at is um Bruce Cassidy is like the funniest man on this planet that I with a, a straight face. He let me get let me get his comments up after game five. The the, the Islanders are winning the series three two. It's nearly similar to Pittsburgh, isn't it? Cassidy's comments after game three on Monday, five four Islanders win that gave New York a three two series lead. This is all from a sports. Speaking to the media after the loss, Cassidy comments on what he believes to be inconsistent calls from the series officials and suggested it is due to part of the perception of how the Islanders play. Quote, I think they sell a narrative over there that it's more like the New York Saints, not the New York Islanders. You know, they play hard and they play the right way, but I feel we're the same. I feel that we're the same way in the calls, the exact calls that are getting called on us Do not get called on them. Went on to say, and I don't know why. These are very good officials. They're at this point in the season for a reason. You've got continuously high sticks everywhere, the exact same high sticks. Maybe we need to sell them more flop, but that's not us. You hope they'd see them. I mean, the same calls go against us. So it's not like I'm sitting here going, well, every call is against us sucks. It's not true. I find it. Lads, that's the end of it. I find it. Hilarious that the coach of the Boston Bruins is going. We're not getting the calls. Brad Marchand got away with licking two people in in, in, in a single run.
0: Yeah,
1: are you serious?
2: You've had Zdeno Chara, like, come on. (laughs) You've had Milan Lucic in the past.
1: Like, can we talk about that Krejci again? Only got fined. For slashing, was it Barzell in the Nuts? Yeah. Yeah. And we're talking about not getting goals. (laughs) think he get a penalty on that play? I don't think so. And even if he did, I'm like, yeah, that's a high stick, isn't it, Bruce? They didn't miss that one. I don't think the Islanders have slashed any of your players in the Kahanas. What are you going on about? And then he gets fined $25,000 for it. <laughs> and afterwards, he's like, no, I was more towards Barry Trotz's comments about Bergeron cheating in the face-offs. Nothing's against the official. Even though in the same way, he did say, we have good officials. Even though yeah. the quote earlier, he said, they're missing all these calls.
2: Remember the Sharks said that about
1: Crosby? Yes, they did. You know, and they then said he he's cheating. up about it right away <laughs> because everyone cheats on face-offs. Everyone does. What's the point? I remember
2: okay, um, there was a meme before. You know Stably Cap? Sorry? Th- I'll send you guys after. There's a thing called Stably Cap where it's like poorly drawn hockey memes. And oh. there is one for that where uh, the Logan Couture and the uh, Joe Thornton comments where it's like, that's who he is, Sidney Crosby. He just cheats on face-offs. And then fast forward to the World Cup of Hockey, it's like, Hey Sid, are you gonna teach me how to cheat on Face Off? And it's like, yes, for Canada. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I hate those new Tim Hortons commercials, by the way.
2: Which one? Jay Weber.
1: <laughs> yeah, like what the guy says oh, you're, Weber. Weber, be a whole thing. he's not a first battleg oh <laughs> and we bleed oil yeah you're bleeding a playoff loss again
2: i, oh I, I uh, Berg on best two pl- two I've, way player in the in the league i've heard it so many times it's like i don't it makes like, me not want to go no and remember. buy it now
1: yeah. <laughs> i just missed my my commercials with sid mcKin uh anyway alex you have a word on bruce Cassidy being the biggest liar in <laughs> <Stop>.
2: <laughs> like, A bigger ironic. liar
1: than Bruce Wayne with his double life.
0: <laughs> I just think it's funny, you know, considering the amount of years he's had Zedane Chara, uh, and all the things that just kind of fly under the radar. Uh, Brad
1: Marchand's uh, entire career.
0: Yeah, literally, Brad Marchand's entire career. Uh, but the, the funniest thing to me out of all this is that you got fined 25k, And it's like, how is – it's just the fines in general are such a mess in this it's league. It's so
2: inconsistent that, like, okay, the, you hit a guy in the cahoons, $5,000. And it's like, you made a comment about the officiating, which, you know, he didn't even actually use, like, any swear words whatsoever. And $25,000.
1: Hey, don't mind me, I'm Tom Wilson. I'm going to shove this guy's head into the ice. $5,000.
2: You know, coaches don't get as much as players. I'm like, this is actually like when you look at, you know, the percentages of like their salaries and the fine. That's crazy.
1: Well, don't forget the team normally cover it. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm sure Don Sweetie was like, you know, just, you know. Here. We, we got here. We
0: got
1: here. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't Tortorella bad. No. Remember after it was it Corpusalo got hurt after like a complete miscall it, it, it was it was a it was a good one for um the islander I see wait wait first off what's up what's up with the Bruins and Tugaras what's going on here? What's up? What's, what's it, in their kitchen here? I thought he was
2: pulled. I didn't know that there was an injury of some sort.
1: People are saying that it was it was people are saying different things about about whether it was an injury or not. He's he's looked hurt, but then why start him in a must-win game? I
0: I think Cassidy said, if I can go find it again, um, that he is playing tonight. Yeah. Tuca Rask is playing. He's their guy. He's 100%. Uh, Yeah, he confirmed two hours ago that Tuca Rask will start game six um, and Jake DeBrusque will play. I I, I think it's the – once a year or once a season, to Rask shenanigans. By the way, I can't like, wait
1: for Jacob be traded for Seth Brown. You kind of actually hope so because apparently Jones is bad now.
2: Because I can't. Because, okay.
1: Because decline and play. Who knows? He's,
2: like he he's past his prime at twenty six. Exactly.
1: I I don't know how. I'm sure there's some some Columbus tax on there. I mean, just don't Islanders- want to be there. It's
2: like a Pierre Luc Dubois. Like I just don't want to be here.
1: Yeah, I mean I wouldn't be surprised. Let's also talk about um, the New York Islanders. Just continue to win because the Islanders do what they want.
2: Sounds like the I, I typical know. New York just, Islanders. Yeah, right. Like again, I use the face hugger analogy. The way they play, just like it's like you can't get rid of them. They no. just they're the way they play. It just I don't know. You stepped into, like, a sticky spot.
1: I really hope that they like, – I kind of want them to win because Boston. who no roots for the
2: Boston Bruins. Unless you're in Boston again, yeah.
1: Yeah, but they aren't real people. Um, They don't <laughs> exist. That's actually a fixture of imagine. I'm not maybe very clear. I am not disparaging the people of Massachusetts. Massachusetts. I can't say it. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, like, I feel like Boston's actually a place... It's, like, a place full of caricatures. It's like a Dr. Seuss novel. They're actually just figments of our imaginations in our sight. Like, if they're not actual real, they're all actors.
2: <laughs> what we saw of the Tea Party, it's, like, that's the same image from all those history books we've seen yeah. in, in school. That's, like, it's of, like, <laughs> Spanish people
1: after... I don't, know, like, I don't know, man. Like, I just... Boston is... Just, there has to be something something about you as, as an entire city to turn away from Brad Martian and the things he does and be like, oh, no, what's going on here? You're like, stop it. <laughs> stop it right now. But the Islanders, like, you know, you always... Like, it's funny if they win because it's like, it's the Islanders. Woo, yeah. Barry Trots, the Eggman. But it's just terrible for the game if they can continue. Because at least Montreal have some fun rush chances in that. Like, they got exciting players. Like, that was awesome. Amazing. We all know that. But it's like... Uh, I am Kyle Palmieri, who continues to score, and it's like, oh, Travis H oh,
2: he's back to being a shutdown oh, guy.
1: Oh, Brock Nelson, oh no,
2: Andy Green, who looks like uh, I don't know, he looks older than.
1: I he was still there.
2: Yeah, he's still playing. Like he, I haven't seen him in a while. I think it's because I keep seeing his New Jersey Devils pictures. I don't know what happened, but my pen just blew. Oh. He it. he looks older than Bruce Cassidy. <laughs>
1: Bruce he's probably stressed because all the refs are
2: out to get him.
1: Oh no, I've lost. It. God damn it! This is my favorite pen too. Okay, um, I think that's everything, right? Uh, the Norris. The oh, Norris. yeah, the Norris Trophy defenseman. Ooh, Adam Fox is a finalist. Yeah. Mm. Um, that's pretty cool. Victor Hedman, who only has one Norris Trophy, I think, which is disgusting. Disgusting. And Kale McCarr. Yeah. I say that. Headman wins it but we find out Fox is like second overall
2: Yeah I wouldn't really? be surprised If that's the case I'd have Kel McCarr second
1: Oh Daniel the The advanced Stats community is going to come after you now
2: I know they're going to come after me
1: I feel like if, if people had been talking about Adam Fox throughout the entire year Maybe we get it but it felt like it was a late season Push where people would be like no he's good Look at all this but it's like oh well sorry
0: Too late I,
1: I don't mean to disparage him, I'm sure he's great I've looked at all the numbers, it's just, I'm like Yeah, I,
2: yeah have, I think he runs away with one Like, against the two youngsters for now But they're, they're gonna be back Yes yeah. I have one more thing if we're done with the Norris talk Go ahead There's a lot of bases to cover
1: What else did we share? We're, we're done It's the Norris Oh right. no, anything
2: else guys? <laughs> uh, one more thing th- Yeah you know?
1: Eric Carlson, is he still good? I wish he was. Go on, Daniel. You, <laughs> All right.
2: Um, Ray Shiro. Oh, yeah. Has yeah. been named senior advisor to the general manager of Bill Guerin. So, ironic, well, not ironic, but it's funny. Shiro traded for Guerin when he went for those cup runs with Pittsburgh. Really? Yeah. So, it's kind of funny now that they're working together. Like, Guerin's bringing back, like, he brought back Benino, Ian Cole. He's bringing, I think, I brought one of the scouts from Pittsburgh. So, it's kind of surprising where he's he's looking to that championship, that championship roster of and management, and saying, "I want to recreate this in Minnesota."
0: Was uh, Shiro <clears throat> GM of Pittsburgh when Bill Guerin was there?
2: Yeah, he was the guy that um, because it was Greg Patrick, who I didn't know he was the GM when they won back to back cups with Lemieux and Yager, and then they he drafted like Crosby, Malkin, okay. um. Uh, I think, yes, and Jordan Stahl and Crystal Tang. And then when they weren't making the playoffs, they got Ray Shiro, and then they won with him.
1: Yeah, but then it's time to New Jersey. Yeah. yeah. Taylor Hall. Ooh, and, yeah, Mercury might be exposed in the expansion draft. Ooh. Keep an eye on the TikTok, by the way, for expansion draft teasing.
0: Boom. That's how it's done. Oh, are we done, by the way? I, I believe so. I'm just double-checking Twitter.
1: Everyone
0: open the Twitter
1: and check what's going on in the world of hockey.
2: I do not see anything. Oh, one thing. Yes. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna I really apologize for this, but I am gonna really mess up his name. Let's do it. Okay. Minnesota Wild second round pick and a guy who They may be an article on him soon for the hockey writers. Marat Kruznutinov, a second-round pick for the Wild, who is like supposed to be one of their top centers moving forward. He was the 37th pick, picked with the Luke Kunin pick they got from Nashville. He had back surgery, and he is expected to return to the ice, which is an odd fact because he's the same height as Marco Rossi. They both play center. And they're both on the wild.
1: It's good to see that Rossi skating, by the way. Yes. Yeah.
2: Happy for that.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we're going to end it there. Voice um, like said you're a good platform for the show. We appreciate you. Um, what else? YouTube, TikTok, everywhere social media, the show is on. Even Facebook. Check out the YouTube portion, especially because, you know, our faces and that. Um, and while you're on YouTube, subscribe to my channel and watch the Game 4 video. The Habs swept. I thought That's it was pretty, pretty good. Oh, well, thank you. You've lost it? Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, what else? Um, Alex's blog, Daniel's stuff for the hockey writers and his alumni time at the eye opener If you want to look at some relics of the past, uh, um, our own personal shows from social medias, Twitter. Yeah, ignore the night of game four and all my French tweets. They're all appropriate. It's just, I, when I'm excited, I speak French. Exactly. I'm sure Gary saw, like, Gary in our program, not yeah. Dr. Gould. I'm sure he <laughs> saw some of the grammar in my French about Blue, this is terrible.
2: <laughs> Gary, Gary Gould would be like, what's with the lighting in, these, you know, <laughs> in, this, in this podcast?
1: Oh, shout out to the freaking fire. Oh, no, he would. I, I have a ring light, Gary. By the way, shout out to the fireworks. We went up to like outside the ballast, and there were firecrackers and fireworks. Like, what is going on here? Oh man, everyone, like, they're gonna need to get like social distance stuff if Montreal continue to win because, man, it's getting getting crazy. Yeah, anyway, shout out to the guys, Uh, shout out to the 2500s. Gonna sound like 2500, swear to god, guy that the Habs fans are rallying around. Just this random. What's with Montreal and random French Canadians they speak to becoming massive memes within the fan base? I need to figure this out next time yeah. on the two on one podcast. That's it though. We will see you later. And next episode, maybe we'll talk about Seattle stuff because playoffs. we this time by probably next episode there will only be two series left. So yes, we're gonna need more to talk about. So bye. <laughs>